you have come back to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, or maybe this is your first time visiting my podcast. I want to welcome you. I want to say thank you for joining me because, you know, this podcast was not really for you. (laughs) It was really for me. I look at this podcast as a place where I get to preach to myself. Okay, so that's why it's Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. Of course, in the middle of it all, it was to highlight so many different people that may not have been well known, but were so known by God, who seemed like ordinary people, but truly are extraordinary. And on today's episode, I am going to get to share about something that is talked about often, and it's regarding toxic relationships narcissism, gaslighting. That's what's coming up next. Toxicity, gaslighting, oh my gosh, narcissism, you name it, we have heard it, especially in the last few years. I don't think I've heard this word narcissism so many times until the last few years. And then I thought, why is it we see it intensifying? Why is it we are seeing more toxic people, more toxic relationships? And then suddenly I saw like a sign in my mind, the walking dead. And no, I'm not talking about the show, the walking dead. But I'm seeing that we who call ourselves Christians, are we really? Are we really following after Christ or are we following after the flesh? Meaning this, are we walking zombies of the flesh? So for instance, I have said this oftentimes until the Holy Spirit finally just got a hold of my tongue and said, enough is enough already. Because I ain't going to save anyone's life. It's actually going to cause more death and mayhem than anything else. And it was this. Your flesh was never meant to be resurrected. And that is what's coming alive over and over again. You were meant. I was meant to die to the flesh. But not only to die to the flesh doing good things even though we don't feel like it, obeying even though in the middle of the temptation. No, no, no. It's so much more than that. Dying to self happens in every religion. But here's what every other religion doesn't have but us who believe in Jesus Christ, is we get to come alive in Christ Jesus. So why is it The church itself as a whole, especially in America, is not coming alive in Christ, but coming alive to our flesh. Whenever we get hurt, the flesh comes to life. Whenever we get hit, the flesh comes to life. There's no evidence when we're squeezed of Christ coming out of us. So when we make these excuses of, well, I'm not Jesus, that's why I need him. We're okay with saying that about ourselves. However, when someone else wrongs us, 
They don't have a right to say that in our eyes. So what we say is, you're toxic, you're gaslighting, you're manipulative, you're a narcissist. But in the meantime, we have come up with this theology, this doctrine that says, well, we just come as we are. Accept me for who I am. If you don't like it, then leave it. But hold on. That's not what we were ever called to be. Yes, it's great to meet and feel the humanity of what we go through every day. To see, uh, for instance, when I watched Made on Netflix, it really caused me to... uh, To get out of that place of apathy and really see people who are truly trying their best to live their best life. And it just seems like they're getting hit left and right. And the the more they try to do things to better their lives, it, it seems like they get pummeled to the place of where they're worse off than when they started. And so to watch those movies, it's you get to see the humanity of someone who's fighting this life to live a good life, to to want a better life, to break the curse that that was a continual thing that their lives, their families live for long enough. So here we are. We're in this place, we're living in this world where we're wondering why there's so much havoc and chaos. It's because we have allowed the excuses of the flesh to let us continue living in the flesh. We're okay with that for ourselves. But if anybody else does that, we call them toxic. We call them narcissist. This is why the greatest commandment, summing up all the commandments, two commandments really being as one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is as equal to the first, is to love others as you love yourself. So in order to do that, in order to love yourself and love others, you first have to make the great exchange in loving God with your everything. And your everything may not be everything in 20 years, but your everything in the right now is your everything, meaning this, in the capacity that you know to love. If, say, your capacity to love looks like it's 20% in comparison to the fullness of 100%, but your 20% is all that you know that you can give, that's your all. And in your all, when you give it to him, it's like giving your loaves and your fishes to him. It's giving the little. But with God, he's seeing as it's all of it. And what he does is he then makes this exchange that when you love him with your everything, that his love comes through you to then love yourself the way you were intended to love yourself, not from a place of pride, not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of great humility. 
that humiliates the flesh to even try to lift its head against God. And in that, you're able to love yourself properly so that you can properly love others with the love of God. Let's really begin to get intimate with God, to draw near to him so that when he draws near to us, we understand that it's no longer about us saying, take it or leave it. If you don't like me for who I am, well, guess what? It's about time we grow up. Do you know how you can tell someone is spiritually mature in the Lord? It's not by how many scripture verses they can memorize, although that's amazing. It's not about how often they read the Bible, but that in itself is amazing. It doesn't matter how often they can pray in this spirit, although that is amazing. It's this. A spiritually mature person is known by God's love through them. When you are known by God's love, that means that your heart posture is in a place of humility. There is no room for pride because you're in constant on wonder of Almighty God. That it's no longer about us saying, well, I cuss because this is just who I am. I'm human. I make mistakes because I'm human. But now what we do is in the midst of the mistakes, in the midst of the cursing, in the midst of the mistakes that we've made, we now say, okay, you know what? This is a reminder to no longer lean into the human nature and blaming that, but living above, which means, wow, I get to lean into the divine nature of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And to remain in that place is constantly having a grateful heart. And so with that grateful heart, we are able to now disciple people, not to live a life like us, but to point them to Jesus And as we point them to Jesus, our discipling now becomes about God's love, the greatest spiritual weapon of warfare. I have seen more Christians, including myself at one time, trying to study every demonic thing, every lying spirit, every, guess what that does? It leads you further away from God. That was the greatest deception of that spiritual warfare was to get us off course. And the greatest message of God was his love. That was the gospel message we were to spread. That was the gospel. The kingdom of God's love is what changes everything. And it's the very thing our flesh wants nothing to do with. It's the very thing that says, no, they wronged you. You must make it right. And you better let all of earth know that you don't mess with one of God's kids. But hold on. That's not how we fight God's way. How we fight God's way is through his love. It's not being passive. It's not dismissing what's happened, but it's taking what's happened that was wrong and now 
capitalizing on it for the kingdom of God to make a spectacle of it so that now we can use that thing that was used against us to say, hey, see that? See how that was trying to come against us? Now we're going to cover it with the love of God and we're going to let everyone see that the glory of God will be seen in this. And not only that, but you want to see freedom over those who have wronged us. You're going to see freedom ring in ways you could never imagine or hope for. And it won't be through the things of this world. It will only be done by God's love. And the only way we can do it with God's love is through humility. And so if we constantly wonder why the world is toxic, the world is full of narcissists, and the world is full of gaslighting, is when we we continue to walk in the flesh, when we continue to make excuses as to why we keep sinning, to make excuses as to why we have walked in a way in which we keep living and making choices from beneath. We keep looking at our past and seeing what what was stolen from us instead of saying, no, what was stolen, I get to now sow those moments as a seed for God to redeem in the name of Jesus. In that is when we get to live above yet again and not beneath. The past does not wag us, but instead we get to allow God to be seen, that we get to partner with him and say, you know what? My past is my past, but God can do the things that I could never imagine taking care of the past in ways where he can go back and he can bless it and he can make the crooked thing straight in the name of Jesus, that he can make the deserts become springs of living water, that he can take the moments that everyone else would see wilderness and we, because we're worshiping almighty God, we don't see any wilderness. We just see a land that is flowing with milk and honey because we see and we are experiencing at every level the presence of God. And until we choose to live that way, don't be surprised when you try to eradicate toxic relationships over and over and over again. Because guess what? If you try to run From every toxic person, it will be every person known to man. You will then run from everyone. We're all toxic in some way if we don't have Jesus. We're all toxic in some way. And the only way we no longer become toxic is when we repent over and over again. And the only way we can repent is yet again through our grateful hearts of knowing that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repent. Thank you so much for joining me on today's Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. This is a Heavenly Wit Monday. Let us live witty lives that outshine sin and say enough is enough. We get to see the light of God in the midst of of the darkness, that the darkness is no longer ran out, but it's completely violently eradicated. Thank you for liking, for sharing, and for even posting your reviews on this podcast. Until next Monday, we will meet again.